This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan right now. It's time for the C-Block starring Corey Majors. Back here on the KNC Masterpiece, we're doing this thing, Kevin. I mean, that is talking about the Cowboys and the Eagles. Mm. 877-881-1053. What was your defining moment in that game yesterday? Would like to hear from you because mine, it was that play. It was the the drive right before halftime when Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy get an option, an opportunity. They got a minute and 48 seconds left. And they're, instead of saying, you know what, we're just going to try and run and get to a field goal here. We'll see what happens. They said, Hey, let's go, let's go, uh, let's go make Dak's uh, MVP odds even better. And they uh, work. Let's uh, let's go. Let's go prove to the rest of the league that if you leave a minute and a half left on the clock for Dak Prescott, he's going to make you pay. And that's the kind of reputation you want. You want teams to be scared. They're they're like, hey, we have to change our game plan because we know if we give Dak Prescott this much time. Now, is that the history of Dak Prescott? Not necessarily. Is that the history of the Cowboys? Not necessarily. But the combination of Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott in this moment, the way that they're doing things. I think this is something that they want to build, and I would love for that reputation to be a big factor down the stretch here against Buffalo, Detroit, Miami, and into the playoffs. I would love for that to be a factor because they walked down the field and put seven on the board and then said, all right, good luck, Philadelphia. You have like 20 seconds left. See you later. Yeah, and they could do absolutely nothing with it. For me, I think it was the Jake Ferguson catch through traffic, and then he broke a tackle after the fact. So it was already a key catch to tough. convert. Yeah, to convert for a first down. Tough catch, then broke a tackle. He just has, man. He just kind of has that swag that I know I'm probably too old to use that word. He has that swagger that you want in a player. I, I was hoping real quick that we could hear from Dak. Cut number 13. This is him, Dak, talking about. Jake Ferguson and his confidence in him. Hell of a player. Uh, confidence is through the roof with him. He's a fun guy to play with. I can tell you that. Uh, he's a fun guy to play with. Active. Will do whatever it takes. Will make those dirty blocks, as I talked about, being selfless. Wants to make the catch. Wants to jump over guys. It's incredible that just his mindset. You know, he's not going to take anything from anybody. He's going to get as much as he can. He's very, very greedy of a player. Uh, and I think that's what you need at that position. And... Yeah, he's really, really emerging in a sense as more than just a playmaker, but a leader on this team and just the way that he's continuing to take care of business, but doing it in a fun and a light way, communicating with guys. Super, super proud of him, his efforts, and I'm telling you, he's only going to get better. So super thankful to have that guy. I I really, Kevin, I, I watched that this morning uh, as I was doing some stuff, and I it was the last question. And it was from our our own Chris Arnold, by the way, who asked that question. Nice. And uh, there was a moment where I was like, is Dak just trying to give a canned answer and get off this podium right now? Because he kind of had that yeah. look of like, uh, all right, I got to talk about Jake real quick. But I'm, I'm glad he gave that answer. And I know that Chris Collinsworth and Tariko last night at one point were like, that's the enforcer right there. And they were just going all about it. And I was like, okay, look, I know, like, I, I appreciate that, but – when C- when they played against Seattle, Jake Ferguson really did pop. He he showed a physicality. He showed all this. But I had never thought, hey, 
watch out because if you do somebody wrong, Jake Ferguson will show up and be in, in sure. force on you. But then I guess the last two weeks they've needed that. And Kevin, I mean, we talked to him for Peaceathon, and we talked about his he was awesome. You know where where he's from, what he's all about, and everything. And when it comes to football, that is a dude who is like. Look, man, it's a physical sport, and I want to be the most physical one out there. And it makes sense, right? Because his grandfather is Barry Alvarez. Yeah, so it's can't nice. A, can't imagine you go through that family and don't learn some things about toughness. From the 214, the defining moment was the Smith strip. Eagles still had momentum, but it all left in that moment. I'm uh, also disappointed we didn't have, uh, we haven't called him Aubrey Maddock yet. Well, Dak's calling him Butter. Oh my gosh, that is great! I know Choppy stole Aubrey Maddock off the off the t- off the uh, fan text and okay. used it on Amy Lawrence overnight recently. Oh, uh, but Dak calls him Butter. So, do we do what the the rest of the team does and call him Butter, or do we have to come up with our own nickname for uh, for Aubrey? Right now, with the way Dak is playing, I will do what he says. <clears throat> right. Dak's playing really great. Keep playing this well. Beat Buffalo and Miami and Detroit. Mm-hmm. And hell yeah. I'll, we'll call them whatever the hell you want. The, uh, as long as it's okay. I, I do want to go to this audio. This is in the locker room, and this is Mike McCarthy and Jordan Lewis. Now, I do believe that uh, following the game, uh, there was Dak and I think Melissa Stark had a conversation, and he was talking about the relationships they have in the locker room. And this is Jordan Lewis kind of talking about that a little bit. Talked about that. that that's a line moment right there. That was yeah. outstanding. We did exactly what we said we were going to do. Yes. All right, most importantly, J. Lou. Yeah, J. We talked about protecting the, our way of life, man. Well, and that shit happens every day, man, as long as we live it, bro. Let's get it. Hey, let's get this uh, film room and see what we did wrong. Fix it and come back Facts. stronger, bro. Yes. Yes. But the I love it. The Jordan Lewis, uh, I guess to Dak, what he said was he broke it down today talking about love. There's a lot of love on this team. We're going to build off of it each and every week. We're committed to the same goal, holding each other accountable. The locker room is doing it. We're having fun, but we've also got guys that are working hard and makes you better when you're going in and, and approaching it that way, having that type of our way of doing it. Our way, our way of life, and that's what Jordan Lewis was talking about leading up to the game, and even after the game, you heard him talk about it there. Now, Kevin, Jordan Lewis is not—he hasn't been the All-Pro corner. Sure, he's been injured and had his moments, and you're just like, gosh, like, can he ever get it together? Yeah. And there was a moment where he didn't even—he wasn't even going to be on the field because Diggs, Bland, and I mean, it just didn't wasn't working out for him. But hey, whenever it's time, he's ready for it. And I do see a locker room that is as cohesive as I've I think I've ever seen. There were plenty of opportunities early in the season for this thing to fall apart. For for guys to start pointing fingers at other people, you're not doing your job, we're doing ours, defense versus offense type stuff. But I think as this season has gone along, they all are like working towards that common goal. That's the best when you have a club like that. And and Shouldn't it be that the further you get in the season, the stronger that bond's going to be because you're like, well, obviously we can do something. I'm not saying that the Cowboys are definitely going to win the Super Bowl, but if you're in the Cowboys locker room right now, probably the Eagles, probably the 49ers, Ravens, Dolphins, there's a handful of teams. You can look at what's in front of you and be like, we can win the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You, I mean, we got the coaches that can put together the right game plan. We got enough of the guys out there to 
We're healthy. Uh, I know I'm still fingers crossed on Hankins, but it sounds better than I expected when he was carted off last night. I'm glad that you asked that question of Steven because high ankle sprain. And so depending on how everything goes this week, but it's not a catastrophic injury. Anytime you see somebody get carted off, I mean, not a season ending injury necessarily. So we'll see what happens with Hankins next. Uh, And then from the six, eight, two, can we start to acknowledge CD as a top three wide receiver Defining moment when they scored on the opening drive and that and it was over. Like that was, I did wow. feel like that opening drive, like the way they went. He was like, "Look, I'm going at CD," and CD Lamb's like, "I got you." And I started taking notes. I was like, "He, dude, he's in his bag as ever. Like he's he is in a place where he sees nothing else but whatever the moment is for him right now, and he is so focused on I'm going to make this catch and make it happen." Now I know he had his moment, Kevin. He did have the bad drop that could have been something special. That would have been a touchdown. And fortunately, fortunately, everything uh, works out. Cowboys still get the win. But C. Lamb is locked in right now. And if we want to go to some statistics to back that up, Ooh. Kevin, somebody said, can we start to have the discussion? They said, can we acknowledge him as a top wide, three wide receiver? I will acknowledge him as the second best receiver in the NFL right now. So you've got him as potentially first team all pro this year. I do have him as potentially first team all pro this year. And he just surpassed A.J. Brown last night. Here's how how he did it. A.J. Brown last night, he had a good game. Nine catches for 94 yards. No touchdown. And here are the numbers when it comes to receivers this year. CeeDee Lamb. 96 receptions out of 131 targets. A.J. Brown, 90 receptions out of 131 targets. The exact same amount of targets, six less receptions, A.J. Brown. The numbers, 1258-1253. CeeDee Lamb is behind by five yards. Okay. The touchdowns, eight to seven in favor of CeeDee Lamb. So I will take CeeDee Lamb's numbers and he has a slight edge over A.J. Brown for the number two spot. I don't think anybody's going to be able to catch up to uh, Tyreek Hill this year. Tyreek Hill is still that dude. That's just what he is. Uh, And i got to give Keenan Allen a lot of credit. 108 catches already this year. 108 catches already for Keenan Allen. That is amazing. uh, This year at 1,243 yards and seven touchdowns, but he's still behind. CeeDee Lamb is your number two receiver right behind Tyreek Hill, just above A.J. Brown. So okay. That's what's happening there? All right. Did you are you willing to acknowledge that those numbers give him the number two uh, the number two role right now? I I will acknowledge it. Acknowledge. I mean, it's it's a tight race. It really is sure. a tight race. But I think from one through four, it just kind of falls off after that. I know Puka Nakua's had him in a really good season. Uh, but by the way, has that dude been playing receiver without gloves all season? Has anybody noticed? I just noticed this, that he he had a, a catch and he didn't have gloves on. I was like, who does that? Nobody does that in the NFL anymore. It's like you have to have gloves. They have to have stick them on them. For later in the week, do you think it's going to be problematic if I put together a topic that asks if CeeDee Lamb is already better than Des Bryant ever was? Oh, wow. Um, Just a question. Later this week, some point, maybe tomorrow. Oh, and here, look at it. CeeDee Lamb plays on a team with no receiver competition. The Eagles have Devontae Smith. Same amount of targets. Same amount of targets, less production. That's all I'm saying. And my other question would be, who has the better quarterback? Because I feel like earlier this year, yeah, did you just everyone was like, Jalen Hurts is better. Did you move the goalpost? Here's what you just did, though. You may have 
you know how the Swifties are a legion of people who can make stuff happen? Yes. And like there is fear whenever you take shot at Taylor because I the would, Swifties will move. I would never. You just took a shot at Des Bryant. No, 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 no. What the, shot? The, that was a question. The you you suggested that another receiver could be better than him. People who think questions suggest your answer, I don't care for that. I don't know. You just brought it up like you wanted to discuss it. All right, fine. We'll discuss Why it. Why would you say it? We'll discuss it later this week then. Maybe tomorrow. 877-881-1053. Did Kevin just uh, <laughs> take a shot at Des Bryant? Man, Chris Jericho is going to be in studio tomorrow. I would love it if he's like, I want to talk about CeeDee Lamb. That's what I want to talk about now, Okay. Kevin. Chris Jericho. Let's go. Has written multiple books. Yes. You have read every book. That is true. You do not read books. That is true. If it's not about Star Wars or a wrestler biography, pass it to somebody else. Every time, I feel like every time we go to Arizona, <laughs> you have a new Chris Jericho book when we he go for spring books. training. They're very interesting. And this year, he wrote in a book. I want all the Tolos out there to understand why I'm going to ask Chris Jericho this question tomorrow. He wrote a book, and it had multiple top ten lists throughout Yeah, that's it. the whole, yeah. Yeah, there were lots of top ten lists. But on one section, and I can't remember which section. This is best match ever, I believe. He wrote 11 in his top 10 list, and he didn't have them numbered. It was just bullet pointed. And the other thing that bothers me about that is he didn't have a little preface that said it was tough, so I put 11. <laughs> there's nothing. It just and, There's just 11. Yeah, so we're on the plane, and I was like, hey, Corey, help me out real quick. Count how many that is. And he was like, is this like a trick? And I was like, just count it. And he goes, I got 11. Right? 11. And I was like, yes, but it says top 10. Mm-hmm. That made my brain hurt. I do want to point out the 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 Desenaires is what I'm going to call them. What? I don't know what to call them. All the Des people are very mad with you right now, Kevin. Why? I didn't say he was. I asked a question. Somebody did text in and say, hey, it was really nice to see that Brad Sham got uh, his shout out from the broadcast last very night true. on TV. Very and it true. was nice to see our own Brad Sham. But Kevin, did you see who else got a shout out on national television last night? Brandon Hurtado. Hurtado Barbecue. Getting some love, as we have always loved what they do. Uh, and that was really awesome to see that on national TV. That so, was super Hey, let's cool. go put some really good brisket out there and see what's going on. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Yeah, I don't. All the Desis are coming after you. I, we didn't even start. See it. We haven't even started talking about that this yet. It was just a question that yeah. was posed. Fine. You know what? Now it is going to make its way onto the run sheet. <laughs> We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 Desi's. The Fan. Okay. All right. Coming up next, let's go around the NFC East. A bold move for the Commanders and even more Cowboys awesomeness. Next on The Fan. Hurts in the gun. Snap back looking. Throws it out underneath to A.J. Brown. He fumbled the ball. And it is recovered by Dallas. That looked like a catch and a fumble. And that's what it was. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3. The fans celebrating that Cowboys victory Monday all day long after a 33-13 thrashing of the Eagles. Right now, we go across the NFC East. It is choose your own adventure between the Giants, the Commanders, the Eagles, and your first place Dallas Cowboys. Oh, let's start with the first place Dallas Cowboys because, Kevin, ever since we've changed that up, the Eagles have fallen. True, true, right out of true. The sky. Three field goals from 50-plus yards yesterday. Brandon Aubrey has eight 50-yard makes this season. 
That's the most by a Cowboys rookie in a single season ever. Wow. Is that good? That is, that's very good. Very good. Where do good. you put him up there with uh, all-time Cowboy kickers? Man, because I always loved Dan Bailey. So, you might need just a little little bit more. But, yeah, he's he's pretty. This is the most amazing start to a career for a kicker ever. Yeah. You it's, miss your first extra point, and then you're like, you know what? Never Making again. all these field goals. Yeah, though. absolutely. Now, the Cowboys have won eight games by 20 or more points this season. That's a franchise record for the most 20-point wins in a season. It's the most by any team since the Patriots in 2007. That team had 10 victories of 20-plus points. And if you recall, they were undefeated until the Super Bowl when they choked against Eli Manning and the Giants. Well, this team is not undefeated. True. So they're not going to choke like that because the Arizona game... That was their choke. Yeah, that was their choke job. And now they can always look back and say, remember Arizona, like Jerry said. You brought up an (laughs) amazing... That's true. You brought up an amazing point off air is I said that Arizona game is really going to haunt you because that could be what ends up costing you the number one seed. But then your counterpoint was... It could be your rallying cry. Like I really I do think this when you fail, you you if you have two choices, you get back up or you just lay there. And the Cowboys got back up and went after it. And this could be that moment of, look, we've already had that stupid slip up. We're not gonna let that stupid slip up happen again. We will be prepared for all of these moments. May I'm sure that the Cowboys that week were probably like, you know what, I don't have to do this. Or there were some players that were like, Maybe I don't have to do this, or they weren't completely healthy, whatever excuse. But since then, they've been like that team. I know the San Francisco game and Philadelphia games are different, but I don't think they're going to let that moment happen again to them. They've grown as a team, and they're looking a lot better. So maybe it's the point that they can look back at and say, hey, that Arizona game gave us a reason to never rest. That, it's, that is an interesting point. Now, a couple of these things are amazing. Let's go to Micah Parsons. I don't want us to get numbed at how awesome Micah Parsons is. Micah Parsons joins Reggie White as the only players with 12 or more sacks in each of their first three professional seasons. So, one of the, if not the greatest defensive player of all time, I know people argue about that, but surely one of the greatest defensive players of all time, Reggie White and Micah Parsons. That's it. That's the group. If his career could end right now, then he you would be like, wow, that was that was a pretty short career. But where he is, like the trajectory just says that by the end of his career, he's gonna be one of the best of all time to do it. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Like and and there are a lot of factors that can go in that are in, uh, at bay there, but uh the one factor that I think is the most important is that you have a dude that has no let up in his heart uh, and and doesn't even let, like he's sick. And I know he and Dak kind of had a little conversation. It was kind of along, I think Dak said that it was along the lines of, hey, look, man, this is where you can you can uh, make your story even better. And so that that's the difference. There are guys, Kevin, that they have these kind of numbers and then just go away. Uh, but for whatever reason, they're, they're like, that was fine. It's not good enough for Micah. That's the kind of guy that I really appreciate on this team the kind of personality that you kind of needed around here. 
The Dallas Cowboys won the turnover battle over the Eagles 3-1 to yesterday. The Cowboys are 8-0 when winning the turnover margin in 2023. That's the best in the NFL. Now, a couple things there. First of all, it's great that you have won the turnover battle in so many of those games and also been victorious. I know that's something that Jason Garrett would go back to a whole lot is the number one predictor of who's going to win the football game is who wins the turnover battle. And that has most definitely been true for the Cowboys this year. I think the what, what's really interesting, too, is, you know, you've been doing it with interceptions. There have been a lot of interceptions. Yep. And the McCarthy is like, hey, let's uh, let's add this element to it. And Dan, he and Dan Quinn start saying, let's add this uh, this extra. Let's force some turnovers via fumble. Uh, now you got to worry about that with them. And so hopefully by season's end, it's a combination of both, you know, that the the punches are happening. That bell punch at the end was awesome. Uh, the punches are happening. And then in addition to that, they, they're they like, man, we can't just hand the ball off. They're forcing them out. The Let's throw it. And then Bland's like, I got you. Let me go get six points real quick. It's a great combination of those. Now if we can just fix the special teams. Get the what? We just talking about Brandon Aubrey. I don't know Aubrey. if y'all saw last night, Kevin. Okay. They gave up a, a trick play. Let's, and guess who it was? Jalen Tolbert. Let's let's talk. That's fair. Let's talk about that real quick. Is it was really weird. This is why I got to be locked in with Brad Sham and Babe. It was really weird on the TV broadcast when they were like, "It's tough for a wide receiver. They don't know how to play coverage." Okay, maybe so. And I'm not disputing that. But they definitely know that coverage doesn't mean immediately run off your guy in inside. <laughs> like, it wasn't a lack of understanding about coverage. It's that he didn't believe there was any chance of a fake there. <laughs> Broke off of his man by, what, eight yards? Uh-huh. And then the pass was complete. <laughs> so, I just, like, I thought those two points were put together as if they were directly related on that. Hey, it's not easy for a wide receiver to do coverage. Maybe so. That's why they converted the... No. There's a giant disconnect there. It's like, so you didn't know what to do. No, he ran the opposite direction. He ran the opposite way. All he had to do, though, was just stay right there for a second. And then maybe that play wouldn't happen. Or he could have caught it and he could have had a pick six. I mean, look. Think about this. You're... Okay. That would have been amazing. That would have been awesome. <laughs> they try a trick play, and he drops back and catches it and takes off with it. So Jalen Tolbert scores his touchdown on a pick six. That and, would be me. Ma- and then, Kevin, am I saying all three phases of the game are perfect? Probably. So the Cowboys had a surefire touchdown drop by CeeDee Lamb, had a fumble recovery by Dak returned for a touchdown, and gave up a fake punt to the team that had the best record in the NFL, and the Cowboys won by 20 points. Yep, still won. Those Handily. are all things that Handily. happened in that game. In a game that never really even looked competitive, honestly. I agree. After the first quarter? Ten, you got 10 points in is when I was like, man, Cowboys yes. got, a, got a pretty good handle on this one. To your point about that, that is now seven straight games where the Cowboys have scored 17 or more points in the first half. That's good. That is an incredible streak. That's good. Yeah, it's pretty okay, good. Okay, so that's not Let's make it tied for the longest make it season streak. Okay. Let's make it 20. Oh, my gosh. 22. Okay, well, not this season because we're too far gone for that to happen. All right. You can double it, but that's that's about it. All right, you want to talk about the Eagles or do you want to go Giants or Commanders? Both are fun. Giants. All right, the Giants, I dare you try to watch this game against the Packers tonight. 
I will. Why? Because I wa- I watch football. I watch more football than than everybody well, at this station. And RJ, I've said it. Now, does that make it true? Man, but will you watch the whole game or at some point? Oh, like, give I up can't. so soon. Like, okay. Once Jordan loves put twenty on him, I'll be like, okay. But I do have Saquon Barkley in fantasy against. I think I'm up against Chiafalo this week, so okay. I kind of need Barkley to add some points here. The Packers are six point favorites, so neat. We'll see how that game goes. Now, more interesting. Tommy DeVito now has a beer named after him. Tommy Cutlets, Italian style Pilsner. 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 Thank you. Uh, what's a cutlet? like sometimes you stuff it in the top of your dress to get a little bit more no that's i don't even know what you're saying okay what is a what's a cutlet it's like a a specific style of meat right then why are you want you don't want meat beer oh who wants meat beer because it described like this crisp clean forget about it (laughs) i'm not kidding yes it is yes it is no you don't believe me but listen to this chris do you believe do you believe forget about it's one of the this, this sounds ai generated like okay. you're, you're like i need an italian you know you haven't gotten all the information yet before you make your decision the jersey city based 902 brewing company has introduced this does that change your opinion now absolutely not no forget about it chris, no clean forget about it fact look it up kids they should have called it danny beer veto eh, i think it's we tommy. can do, i think we can do better yeah at least call it tommy beer veto yeah is then we're Chris, working on something please forget about it no yes facts i bet it's not any good all right well i'm not disputing that let's go to the commanders here's an interesting time for all this to play out the Commanders have been outscored in their last two games, 90 to 25. They also announced a 9% increase in season ticket prices for 2024. What? Really? It is a bold time in franchise history to announce that you're raising season ticket prices. It's been like, I don't know, 70 years since they gave up 45 plus points in back-to-back games. They did it now. Now, let's announce it. That's a good that's a good that's a good business model. Is it? Yeah. How are you? How else are you going to make money if you've been losing money all this time? Win. Don't alienate your fan base through a variety of poor decisions. Says me. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. You know what? If they can't make money, they should just forget about oh, it. Oh my I'm telling gosh. you, that is what it says on the beer. Would you pay to watch the Commanders play football? No. What if they were playing the Cowboys? I guess so. Just the thing in I, DC. N- ooh, no, but that's not a destination. You have you to be. be. You have to be leery about it because you've heard about the latest crime stories, right? Because people are going in, do smashing this. people's windows in in DC and putting commanders tickets in their car. Stop that. So Stop that. really, you want to really avoid. Don't do that, that joke. Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. If you ever want Kevin to do that joke again. <laughs> you all better say yes. That's a good joke. Somebody uh, said classic. All right. Thank <laughs> you. All right. Let's go to the Eagles where the 24-6 deficit they had against the Cowboys. Largest halftime deficit since they had four years ago. Also against the Cowboys. 
Philly has now lost six straight road games to Dallas dating back to 2017. But in the most Philly story of all, let's go back to Dom DeSandro. He is the head of security for the Eagles. Forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> is he was allowed to continue all of his regular job duties, except he was not allowed to be on the team sideline last what? night. What? And he's going to meet with the commissioner, and they're going over to determine if more uh, discipline is needed. But he was not allowed on the sideline last night. I don't think that he shouldn't be allowed back on the sidelines at all. Ever? I mean, in my opinion, yeah, dude, you you violated be, the privilege of being on the sideline, doing something that is not your job and you're not supposed to do. He shouldn't be out there anymore, man. Now, from the 817, it's unanimous. It's almost unanimous. But from the 817, don't forget about it. <laughs> yes, we do want to hear that again. These are two things. That have happened in that segment. I want to hear that joke anytime that it is appropriate against our enemies. <laughs> the, okay. All right. The two and four. That's up there with the DJ joke. But again, it depends. <laughs> there are some who thought it was good. Then Mike took away his will to live just about. So I, I need So more. much so that he's not here today. Yeah. So we'll have Nobody more. knows where he is right uh, now. I know where he is. So do you. He oh. offered to get you a kolache at a specific time <laughs> in the day. Is I will come back potentially with more jokes to try to break <laughs> my spirit don't tomorrow. Don't forget about it. Don't forget about it. I love See, this is why I love the fan texts from time to time. Y'all do, y'all do some funny stuff, and I appreciate it. Tommy Cutlets, in case you miss it, is an Italian pilsner, is a light beer made with a dry hopping process, but it can be described best as, and I quote, crisp, clean, forget about it, end quote. <laughs> Trust the press release, not me. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's chit-chat with those fellas from the G-Bag Nation right here on 105.3 The Fan. Fourth down and nine. Snap back, pressured up the middle, throws it out. Caught by Smith at the 30, and Gilmore there with a huge tackle. A good seven yards short of the first down, and the Eagles will turn it over on downs. And that is a really good defensive stand. KC Masterpiece He's right Irish. here on 105.3 The Fan. Keep going. Who's got the next joke? Broadus and Dawson, what are you going to do to keep your show in line today? Because this type of behavior off air is unacceptable. Very acceptable. I'll just pray. That's well, all for, I got. Maybe for you. Chief follow for you. I'd probably cross unacceptable. the line. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. I made eight out of play. <sighs> what night of Hanukkah are we on? Five, I think. Five. <laughs> you think? After yesterday, I didn't participate because of the Cowboy game. Now I'm totally screwed. I don't I don't know what night we're He got on. so drunk on Friday night Hanukkah and Saturday night Hanukkah that he can't remember what day it is on Monday night Hanukkah. I don't even know where I am right now. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you where you are. You're basking in a Cowboy victory Monday. Yeah. Let's go! <laughs> oh, nice. It was very nice. Thank you very much to DM Leasing for getting this going. Gentlemen, how is you today? Excellent, Hagee. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I imagine all Cowboys fans are doing pretty fantastic. You know what I do love is people have lots of minutia-based questions about the tie break, even though both teams still yeah. have four games to go. <laughs> yeah. So Broadus was helping me out with that because I was like, look, here's how it'll go if they're 14-3 and three and multiple people are like, no, 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 no. 
I need to know if they're both 13 and four. Yeah. And the Eagles lose to the Seahawks. They got that built in loss somewhere for the Cowboys. And they have us losing to the Dolphins. Got to be AFC team. And then we went back to it. And so right now the Eagles are still in control. Yeah, I think it has something to do, if it gets all the way down, I think the win against Kansas City, if Kansas City could find a way to kind of get themselves back, but the Chargers aren't playing very well right now. So that's really one. Herbert's out. Yeah, that's the one opponent that I feel like that if it comes down to, the Kansas City win is going to have more of a positive strength of schedule or the strength of win than your win against the Chargers. Now, with the victory, at least for now, regardless of what the playoff standings will look like, is there any question in your mind that the Cowboys are the second-best team in the NFC? No. Zero question at all, Hagee. Thanks so much for asking. Yeah, I was pretty pathetic from Philadelphia. You know, really I, was. I, I guess they'll try to get it figured out. Um, they were two scores up in the fourth quarter in that game that was just a month ago. So we'll see what it looks like in a month. Um, but right now, there is absolutely no doubt. Yeah, uh, Detroit's falling apart. Uh, the Eagles clearly not the same team that uh, maybe they were earlier in the season. Definitely not the same team they were last season. We know who the cream of the crop is, but uh, the Rams, I got my eye on you. Rams are looking solid. Uh, if Jordan Love keeps playing well, maybe the Packers can surprise some people in the postseason. But, yeah, I mean, it's the Niners. I think it's the Cowboys, and then the Eagles are three. Now, you've played eight quarters of football. I think you've been the better team seven of the eight quarters. And if you didn't have self-inflicted wounds in the first game, you probably would have won that in Philadelphia. it nice to have beaten Philadelphia in Philadelphia. But they, I, think okay. they, I think they have just to the look. the Cardinals, you know. Well, that, beat them. They had a six-game yeah. stretch that they just got done with, and they went four and two. With the Eagles. Yeah. And I know I know everything the last two weeks is kind of fresh in everybody's mind about that. But, uh, yeah, I, I think if you were the Cowboys and you went through the run that they just went through, and by the way, they they did beat the Dolphins. Yep. You know, and they, they did beat Buffalo. And you need to see how that's going to play out for you because you need to do the very same yep. if you can. Because in terms of the points, Fred, I think both of those are going to end up being about Pickham games. Give yeah, you said that take. earlier. I heard that. Yeah. yeah, and and so that would be my estimation right now. I know Buffalo was installed as the early favorite. I think both of those are going to gravitate closer to Pickham games. But make no mistake about it, this is the beginning of your. You won the first one, which is awesome. Right. But your next three games are all against very good teams. Yes. Yeah, and and to me, I, I think that what I've seen to this point, I don't really have any questions about the Cowboys hanging with anybody not named San Francisco. Can I ask you just one follow up question? I, I don't. I'm not disputing what you're saying. Sounds like you are. It, fair enough. But if there is a hole on in their resume, it is teams you can beat on the road. Do you think there is a difference? Because these two games, yeah. obviously, both on the road against good teams, that is something the Cowboys have not done this year. For sure. I mean, that that cranks up the level of difficulty there, and that is some things you still want to see. I mean, I, I, I'm not necessarily confident if we get, which I think the early forecasts aren't terrible in Buffalo for Sunday, no. but super inclement weather is not something I would trust this team sure. to perform well in. And level like they still need to level up by showing the road victories against quality opponents, and they're going to have that opportunity over the next two weeks. But in terms of hanging with them, I have no doubt that you're going into both of these games and and you're not going to look like you don't belong. And if they were home games, I'd be picking you to win. I, yeah. I, I would think that I would like to see this team now play San Francisco at home. I, oh, I just, nice. just just to see, yeah. you know, just to see because 
I think there's things that they do defensively, turning people over. That we we see with the way the offense seems to operate with Dak and these receivers and the line. I mean, all those things came together for you yesterday in a nice way. But I think if you could, I'd be. I just I know you can't do it, but I'd love to see San Francisco play here and see with the way the team currently is right now. With that in mind, I know we said in the NFC. Would you argue? Are you arguing that the Cowboys are the second best team in the NFL? Because I think you can make a case for that. I think you could, too. I mean, Baltimore right now, the one seed in the AFC, and the Rams gave them everything they could handle yesterday. They they really did. So, I mean, I don't know. I might still just slot Baltimore in there because I do think if the Cowboys— Baltimore plays San Francisco, right? They do, do. and that's going to be a a fantastic game. And the Dolphins, too, I believe. But you could definitely argue that the Cowboys are number two with the way they're playing right now. I've been arguing that for a minute. But you've also been arguing that something bad's going to happen to Brandon Aubrey next Oh, uh, well, and I did look yeah, at what's the, wrong with the you? weathers what are you doing? between 39 and 48 degrees on Sunday. And they're late in the evening. There will be some showers on the way. Uh, but it's, it's a How's 325 the kick. How is the wind? wind that's is, the problem at that place. Yeah, that's what I'm That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. And that's where, like, was it Nick Folk that had a couple uh, oh, a yeah. couple big kicks there? But yeah, also had a do miss. it twice uh, yeah, to so, win that game. Uh, but I'm, I, I, I what, just, had six turnovers that Game. Yeah, yeah, those interceptions. That one they time. got that onside kick. Yeah, it's craziness. Um, but I think I, I think may, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just betting the odds here uh, that I feel like Buffalo is the place. He's had these great indoor opportunities to get some long field goals. McCarthy's going to trust him, and he's going to say, "Go out there and kick that 58 yarder," uh, and it's going to be a little too windy this time. But if he doesn't, if he makes them, I mean, just go ahead and crown that dude MVP. Crown him. Yeah, just say crown his MVP, ass, bro. I mean, he just. But he is who we thought he was. I think. I think Mark Mosley won an MVP. As yeah, a Brian kicker. told me that last night. I had no yeah. idea. Washington Redskins kicker, I believe, is nineteen. We can't say radio that. voice yeah. with like Highland yeah. High School. That's, that's what he Went played on to for. Right? ESPN Radio. Yeah, yeah, he was good. He was really good. Yeah. Mark Mosley. That was Matt Mosley. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're just having some fun. I saw him. He had an impressive uh, played in the press box last night. I wouldn't say it went toe to toe with mine, but it was solid. What? What? was constructed on your press box plate yesterday the first three plates were just uh oh carnivorous yeah it was three just plates? He had his prime rib he had a piece of prime rib that needed an iv prime rib it's warm prime up. rib i did send a picture to my wife and she goes what is that thing on your plate yeah I'm like that you said steak i was like it's not raw i promise <laughs> it, it's it was yeah. cooked okay Somebody whispered cook over it is what they said. (laughs) (laughs) But they had that magic fairy dust come out of their mouth. They rubbed their hands on it. We did have a conversation like, is prime rib steak? We're going to get into that. I I heard you guys kick that around with Sean and RJ this morning. I I guess, I, I don't know. I mean. It's in the family, but it's a cousin. Yeah. And it's probably not a first one either. No. Oh, wow. It's disappointing. I called it a steak because Bobby, Bobby's got this weird thing, you know, well, like he's hypochondria. He's got a lot of those. Fair. He's like scared to show up to the carving station with his plate and have them cut him a piece of meat and put it on his plate. That's what he they're just, there for. I know. Like he's got this, there's this weird dynamic there oh, like that he's I am scared with the of. waffle maker. Like Walchuk is with the waffle maker. But that's because Walchuk recognizes his own skill set doesn't provide the opportunity to be successful at the waffle maker. I'm he limited to do something. If Walchuk, if it was just, hey, here's a waffle, like here's my plate and something. Somebody hand me a waffle. Walchuk would be consuming all the waffles. Oh, I crush it at the omelet station. Yes. How do you do with the toast? Do you put the put the waffle in the toaster? Are you okay with that? I can toast it. Okay. Do you no. have, you burn it? You feel like you're. It's just I know, but at the Continental, you know, at the yeah. hotel, you got you There's there's, there's people a lot of waiting. There. It's more there's than a just lot of like pressure. A toaster. Somebody you know? probably walked off with the syrup. Yeah. 
Yeah. Maybe I spill the syrup everywhere. Now it's sticky. I told Bobby, hey, I can't believe you pass up on this steak every time. And then he goes, this isn't steak. And then we fought. My thing is I just don't want to wait for the three or four people. That's like eight minutes for my yeah. waffle. And I start to get anxious. <laughs> yeah. My anxiety really yeah. kicks in. Yeah. See, you get all the stuff, like the dry cereals, whatever it is. You sit down at your table, and then you eyeball the waffle maker. And then as soon as you see a moment, you beeline. Now I'm first. I'm just wow. eating, watching the line, watching the line. Your oh, there's protein. no line. Yeah. I'm the line. Is there nobody dedicated. with you He's for watching, any of these? watching. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm eyeballing that thing, baby. Get out uh, of the way. Get out of the way. I'll tell you what. Thank one you of the greatest things is just uh, getting away from the family and doing a solo hotel night okay now i wouldn't know from experience but i hear hey it's incredible yeah clearly well what, <laughs> what are you, guys, you doing friday night what do you guys no wonder i couldn't get a hold of you coming up on the program today pure gold as always hey thanks yes. so much for asking we will have the mike mccarthy press conference at 3 30 and uh, brian's got a look at the film across these corners coming up at 2 40 all right roll home with the g bag nation we have been the knc masterpiece make your way back with us tomorrow 10 a.m to 2 p.m mike will be back Right here on 105.3 The Fan. Say goodnight, Kevin. Good night, Kevin.